Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Um, I had an entirely different show planned for this week. I really did. I had a big show uh, planned on talking to Christian Mox. I was going to talk, open the forum for Skittles to come on here and discuss the allegations against him and the validity of those allegations and what had gone down between him and uh, Four Corners Pro Wrestling and uh, Knucklehead Pro Wrestling Championship. Um, because I believe in everybody get, having a right to, to say, to, to put their, their truth and their facts and, and their say out there. I felt that this show is about facts and it's more of a news show and I, that's the way I've always approached it. And that's why 90% of the show is me just talking about the shows that are coming, the shows that are happening and, you know, the big things that happen in Texas wrestling. Um, when the whole Teddy Hart, Bobby Bristow thing went down, I opened the forum to them. I brought uh, Maui Mike on the show. To discuss his dealings in the situation, I you know I opened the forum up to Bobby Bristow and uh, uh, every, and any everybody on that side. I didn't criticize them. I didn't put my interject my opinion. I uh, tried to remain objective. And uh, now I'm in a situation where it's kind of hard to remain objective. Uh, I also, of course, planned on talking about. Uh, the Hannibal split from SWE this weekend, and I was gonna announce, uh, do the final announcements on the uh, Texas All Pro Wrestling show, and uh, I was very excited to do that. Uh, very excited to be a part of it, and within the past forty-eight hours, everything changed. Um. Let me back things up just for a minute and give everybody a little bit of background here. Um, back in the late 90s, I originally trained at Texas Wrestling Alliance here in Lufkin from Jason Nash. Um, I got injured while we were training. Um, by the time I was back from the injury, the, he closed down and let you know moved on with his life and was wrestling off in other different directions and I ridiculously and stupidly took the knowledge that he had trained me which he was trained he was trained by tugboat Taylor uh, he, he he really did know his stuff he's not you know just some guy who decided to start teaching out of his backyard or something um I uh, I went off and stupidly just went to work for whoever would take me. And I ended up just working for an outlaw mud show guy that ran shows out of a tin shack building outside, just outside Shreveport in, a, in the middle of a pasture practically. It was a joke. But I mean, I was a kid and I didn't know any better. I thought I was actually doing something. Didn't take me long to figure out how ridiculous I was being, you know. Um, and so I walked away. I left it. I uh, decided that it would be best to just kind of move on with my life, and I did. I opened a tattoo shop. Tattoo shop burned down. I'm still currently tattooing, thank the Lord. And, uh, you know, I got to a point in life where things finally got comfortable. I own my own home. My bills are very low. 
Um, my job is one to where if I got injured doing something, I could still work. As long as I took care of my right hand, I'm good. And so I approached my wife and asked her if I could make another run at wrestling just to be involved. I, I wanted to be involved in Christian wrestling. That was the big thing. I, you know, I, I didn't, I live in Lufkin, Texas. Christian Wrestling Federation is in Dallas. They have a school, but I can't drive to Dallas. I got a family. I, I, I can't, I can't do that, you know, on a regular basis, you know, to, to train with them and convince them that I do know enough to, to be able to work for them. So, you know, I started because I wanted to, to take my faith that I found just in the past few years and share it and use wrestling to share it and also to get a little piece of that dream back. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I just wanted to wrestle a little bit so that I could eventually manage and people kind of knew my face and kind of knew me and I could meet some people and somebody would let me manage and somebody would let me show that I could do something. And uh, the wife agreed. And so I started looking around and my past history, working at Mud Show, and that that didn't help. People didn't take me seriously. Nobody was really willing to talk to me. I'm I'm not the youngest guy. I'm not the biggest guy. And I picked up the phone and I called my old trainer, Jason Nash. I uh, just on a spur and a whim because I knew he had a ring. I was like, maybe, maybe I could just buy his ring if it's if it doesn't matter, and I and maybe then I can, I I can get myself retrained back up and and start doing some Christian promoting. I, just something. I I gotta keep. I gotta try. I felt like the Lord was pushing me to do this. That, that he wanted me to be involved in Christian wrestling. I wanted that. I really wanted that. I felt like that was, I was being called to that. And uh, I contacted Jason first. So, you know, I mean, anybody wants to blame how this whole thing got started, it's my fault. I put the, I, I called him. I asked him if he wanted to sell his ring. And he, he was, he was intrigued by the idea. Of getting back involved in wrestling. And uh, so he basically said, you know, I tell you what, how about I I get things going again here locally, wrestling. Because he ran a show in the 90s for a long time. And he and I went to high school together. We knew each other. But there was a separation. There was a time where our lives went in separate directions. And it was after he closed down his wrestling school. Our lives went in completely, totally opposite directions. I had just cleaned and straightened my life out uh, and was trying to straighten the rest of my personal life back out from the mess I had made out of it. And uh, I completely lost contact with Jason. I, I don't know. I didn't know what he was doing in that time period. I, I didn't know know anything about it. I everybody told me he went off and he was on drugs and he was bad off on drugs and he kept getting arrested for drugs. That's all I knew. So when I reached out and I, I contacted him again, he, you know, he and I talked and he talked about being in recovery and recovering and and getting his life right and getting his life straight. And building a family. And uh, that now he felt like now that he'd gotten his life straight. And he he made all kinds of crazy mistakes with drugs. That he wanted to give wrestling a shot to. And he would, he would take me under his wing. And he would let me learn the promoting end. And learn how, to, how all of that worked. And get get me back in the ring and get me back going again and we would figure all all of that out and and I would either manage or it would just work and then I could rent the ring from him 
and start my Christian promote, promotion eventually. I was just, I was over the moon. Because, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie, I'm not a rich guy. Man, I'm a tattoo artist, but man, we don't, we're not all balling like you see on TV. We're not all making the big bucks like the big ta- name tattoo artists in the big city. Some of us are just guys getting by, making a living. I mean, we get to enjoy what we do, but that's all we're doing is we're making a living, paying, paying our bills, taking care of our family. So, I mean, I didn't have a lot of money. I wasn't rich. And I couldn't drive some great big distance to go to some wrestling school. Because I would have to go back to school no matter what. It didn't matter that Jason Nash trained me back in the late 90s, early 2000s. That that didn't matter. Didn't matter one lick, I guarantee. There was no promotion, no promoter that was going to even take a risk on me. I would have to go back to school. And I, I knew that entailed me driving some long, great distance. And then there's no guarantee that they'd want anything to do with me the moment they saw me. Oh, look at him. He's a little bitty guy. He, you know, he doesn't even break 200 pounds. Oh my God, he's 40 years old. So uh, this was something. It was a shot. You know, and I figured in the time period after I left professional wrestling the first time, I took Brazilian jiu-jitsu for mixed martial arts and took a bunch of mixed martial arts classes from a local professional mixed martial artist that I went to high school with named uh, James Hubbard, heavyweight. I think he ended up uh, like six and one or something. Had actually had a really short career, but really, I mean, he went out as a winner overall. I mean, the guy... Incredible martial artist, incredible fighter, um, incredible guy. I'm lucky enough to call him friend too. And I figured I can use that aspect in my wrestling, maybe make it somewhat convincing because I'm old and I'm not big. And uh, so I, I, was, I told Jason, we'll go for it. We'll do it. Let's go. He told me he would have to charge me. That was fine. I was willing to pay. And myself and a very good friend of mine, I'm going to leave his name out of it because so far he hasn't gotten pulled into any of this. And he's got a young family and a young, young, young lady in his life now that I I don't want to drag him into this. Not now. I'll let him decide how much he wants to to say or any of that. But he and I went down and we began training. We began training with several other young guys and um, a couple of established talents. And a couple of old talents, too, that had worked for Jason back in his old Texas Wrestling Alliance promotion from from the 90s here. In the, you know, in, in the Lufkin area. Um, and man, we trained hard. And it was just before the pandemic. And we were just, we were really going hard. And we were learning fast. And we were practically almost ready to do a show already. Just within months. I mean, we were just banging quick. And uh, then the pandemic struck. And everything just froze and stopped. Uh, you know, the, the, our whole wrestling world froze up and stopped. And uh, it didn't matter that we couldn't get a show. A lot of the guys left. A lot of the guys stopped coming. I was still there. I kept get, going out there. If anybody else would meet me at the ring, I would go. Hey, we're going to be, I'm coming. I'll be there. If you're going to be there, I'll be there. I need to be in that ring. I love it. I need it. 
Well, one night, uh, myself and my young friend that I was helping train, uh, we were working through a 10-minute, you know, running through a 10-minute match. And uh, when he went to do the uh, sidewalk slam, I didn't clear my arm quick enough. And uh, on top of that, he kind of fell on top of me. And uh, when he fell on top of me, it crushed my own elbow into my ribs and broke my ribs again, which I'd actually broke my ribs the first couple of weeks within training. I made a stupid mistake and tried to over-exaggerate a bump and threw myself way high in the air and landed all kinds of stupid awkward and cracked two or three of my ribs. At least a couple, for sure. The doctor said it was two, for sure. Felt like more. But I continued to wrestle. I continued to go out there and climb in the ring. Now, I, I didn't take as many bumps, and but slowly but surely I progressed back right back to bumping again. And uh, when my buddy fell on me and, and crushed my rib, and my rib got broke, it was, it was bad. I came home, and I didn't think anything about it. I was like, I've broken ribs before. I've cracked ribs before. I worked through it. I got through it. I'll get through this. That's life. No big deal. Um, I was eating dinner and I coughed and I ballooned my lungs. I ballooned the lining around my lungs. Let me be a little more specific to what the doctor said, causing basically almost causing a pneumothorax. Um, of course it sent shock waves of pain through my body. Uh, like I can't explain absolute pain, uh, my wife took me to the emergency room. Of course, our local brilliant emergency room just said, oh, well, he's got broken ribs. We'll x-ray him, do some CAT scan or whatever, and then and, and we'll dope him up and send him home. That was pretty much their solution. And I, you know, I told them multiple times that night. Yeah, this is a lot more than my ribs, guys. I, I, I guarantee you, I, I, broke these not too long ago and what was hilarious is the doctor argued with me oh if you broke your ribs sir you would have come to us there's no way you would have broke your ribs and just gone through your life and they dope doped me up sent me home and my wife had just laid me down in bed and the phone rang and it was the emergency room and they said yeah we just went over you know all our x-rays and cat scans and tests and we think he might have a hole in his lungs you need to bring him back up here and so i was taken back to the emergency room of course all doped up at this point walking around like a drunk stumbling mumbling drooling on myself like an idiot because they'd given me a shot me up with a bunch of painkillers earlier um so they redid x-rays cat scans whatever i was out of it i don't know i just know they made me stand and they had to hold me up and they had to move my arms for me and all of that and of course the next day they talked to me and they said oh well you know you broke three ribs and it punched a hole in the lining of your lung and you could have collapsed your lung and died right there if you'd have coughed in the ring, you could have collapsed your lung. If it could have been any harder, you could have collapsed your lung and died right there. Oh, and by the way, you did crack, break two ribs on the other side that you just literally just healed up. Of course, I, I smiled at him through all the pain and the painkillers. Um, but I got over that. I, I had to spend 10, 10 days in bed per the doctor and in an amount of pain I can't explain to anybody it was more than just broken ribs it was so hard to breathe and so painful to breathe it was unreal but I I still got up 
And eventually I, I slowly got back to working out. And not too long ago, I was right back in the ring again. Getting ready. Because Jason had put together a show. Me and him had went to see SWE and we were so excited. What we could put together. We felt like we could do something here. And he was so excited because he wanted to give opportunities to local talent that, that wouldn't get any other chances like me. Or uh, he wanted to train young talent that wouldn't get trained if it weren't for having a school right there at home. That's what he was really excited about. That was, that was really what was getting him off. Oh man, just think about all the students we'll pick up from there. Oh man, that's going to be great. People are going to be knocking down our door. Not, oh, you know, think about the shows we'll have or the money we'll make. He was like, think about all the students we'll pick up. This class will be full. Think about the talent that, that will get the opportunities. And so he booked the talent, put everything together, and I did all of the flyers. I did the commercials. I ran the web page for the most part. I mean, he had access and, and he could run it and he could post things as well. And, and another uh, person I'm not going to bring into this could as well. But for the most part, 99% of the posts, 99% of the the sharing across groups and I pushed and worked on this tirelessly. <laughs> Creating every bit of it. Just first time. I, I've never done any of this. But I told Jason I would do it. I would do it for free. I would do it because this is part of me learning how to promote. Learning how to get it done. how Learning how to get out there. And I needed to learn how to do it because I wanted to have my own Christian promotion. I, I told him that I'm privileged to do it because of everything he was doing for me. Because he was taking me back in and training me and reteaching me when nobody else would have probably given me that shot. So we put together the show and this week we were going to get down the final preparations this past Sunday uh, myself and another wrestler and uh, a local tag team. I'm not going to mention their name. I'm not going to, I'm going to try not to mention, bring anybody else into this. I just, I, 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 they can speak for themselves. And the four of us sat around, kids running all over the place, our kids, Jason's kids. And we all, you know, discussed. How, how to finish our match. Just something as simple and innocuous as that. I was being told by Jason, you know, these five moves, I want, these are your best five moves. I want you to get those in this match somehow. Make sure you do those. Do not forget those five moves. Yes, boss. Yes, boss. I don't care if you have to write it on your grip tape, on your gloves. Write it. So that you can remember. So that you don't get, come up blank in the middle of the match. Yes, boss. And, and, and that's what we did. We discussed wrestling. Which is what we did all the time. That's all we ever discussed was wrestling. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. We all knew that I have a past and Jason has a past. And every, all the other wrestlers had a past. Everybody's got a past. You know, some more colorful than others. And we knew Jason had gotten in trouble with drugs. And he didn't mind admitting his drug history. And all the, the, the just that he was a different person. And that his life, he made stupid decisions, crazy decisions. And that he was so glad that was behind him. And now he recently, in the past year, gotten married. And, and has, you know, built up this beautiful family. And, uh. We never pressed him. We never pushed. It was his personal life. We're not going to ask him, hey, what? what's everything you've ever been arrested for, Jason? 
Why don't you tell us that since you're taking the trouble of charging us very little money to climb in your ring and, and learn how to wrestle? You know, I mean, we, we, we didn't do that. You know, we talked about wrestling and we, we trusted. We just, we weren't going to push. Nobody wanted to push. Nobody wanted to, to, we didn't even think about any of that. And all we knew is that we had this guy that was helping us out. That was doing everything he could for us. And I was doing everything I could for him. I, I made hundreds of flyers. I I made all the logos. I, I you know, I, I did made, a, well, almost all the logos. I think a couple were made by a couple other people. But I worked my rear end off. I, I felt like a full-time employee. And I didn't mind it. I didn't care. It was a passion. I was so thrilled to have it back in my life again. To have it back. And and to have it back, I, I felt like on better terms. It wasn't a it wasn't gonna be a tin shack in the middle of some cow pasture somewhere. It was it was gonna be civic centers and VFW halls. It was going to be serious. It was going to be real. I was actually going to take the training that he had given, that Tugboat Taylor had passed to him and he had passed to me. I was finally going to take that training and I was going to apply it into the ring in front of a real crowd with real workers. And it was, everything was grand. Life was grand. I was back at home with my wife the next night, or it was Tuesday night. And she and I were sewing the ring aprons, which we were more than happy to do. So that Jason could save the money, so that we could spend the money on the show, we could spend the money on the talent, we could get the ring looking nice. And uh, we we were just getting things heated and going real good. We were really... starting to hum along when my Facebook dinged on my phone and I opened it up and it was the first of the talent announcing that they would not be involved in the show and the first talents that came out and said this they didn't cite a reason they really didn't say much it's just that certain things in Jason's past had come up and they they weren't going to be involved in the show I immediately called Jason. I was like, have you seen this? He said, no. I said, "Uh, you need to probably look at this and lock this down. I I don't know what's going on. But we got off the phone. He said he was going to make some phone calls and see what was going on. And that's when the news article that has been shared around Facebook was shared about the allegations and the the everything to do with the case surrounding a 17 year old girl of course this was in 2006 14 or 15 years ago I guess in a time period when Jason was addicted to all kinds of drugs and doing all kinds of drugs and making all kinds of really horrible stupid decisions And one by one, I watched as every bit of talent washed their hands and completely ran away and completely backed away from the show. And, and I watched as a lot of the people that had used the kindness of, you know, and, and had been around, I, I watched some of them just really felt like rake him under the coals. And some of them, I, you know, I felt like they, they, I wasn't sure why. And I can't say that anything that happened in the past was wrong. I don't know the story. I don't know his story. 
He says it's not like that. It wasn't like that. Some of the other people in his life say that it was blown out of proportion. I don't know. I, I can't say. I, I wasn't in his life. I wasn't in this girl's life. I wasn't in any of this. I had no idea. He had never presented to me any that he was a pedophile or that he was looking for nefarious means. He didn't come to me and be like, do you think we can get some young girls to come get on the show? <laughs> that didn't happen. He, he, he didn't come to me and, and insist on, on meeting. Hey, you think you can find some young gals to, to come hang out? No. I mean, no, nothing like that ever happened. He never, ever in, said anything of the like. He never said, hey, I mean, even when we were, went to wrestling shows, he never said, hey, look at that girl's butt. He never even said that. He didn't ever present anything like that. He presented in front of me and everybody else that was at the promotion or at the school. He presented to us that he was a family man that had made a lot of mistakes in his past and had been involved in drugs and screwed everything up in his life and it was trying to rebuild that that's what he presented to us and that that that's what we saw we never saw or heard anything that made us say "Ooh, we better look into this guy's past Ooh, but we shouldn't we shouldn't trust this guy at all it wasn't like that and I, i'm not gonna begin to say lie and say that it was it never was. It was it was never like that. We stood around and talked about wrestling all the time. That's what we talked about. We didn't talk about girls. We didn't talk about his past. We didn't talk about any of our past. I mean, we made fun of me a little bit. Jason, you know, liked to poke fun at me a little bit because not only did I screw up one, one night during training and miss my rope going to the outside, and that's how I jacked myself up in training when I was young, when I was in my early, early 20s and had first met him in the 90s. He liked to make a joke about that. Hey, catch that rope. Make sure to catch your rope. Catch that rope. And, you know, we would always have a giggle about that. He would poke fun at me, you know, about being an outlaw guy, mud show guy, backyard guy, even though I, I didn't do fucking shows in the backyard. I mean, maybe it was somebody's backyard, I guess, but it was a it most place, almost any place I ever worked was a building, and it was a pasture that happened, you know. But I didn't work outside of a building, but once, and that's just the truth. I mean, sure, I they qualified as buildings. They had four walls and a roof. They didn't have lights. They didn't have electricity. And they had big bait. Some of them had big bay doors that we'd have to keep. They'd have to keep open. We had to do the show in the early day. So I mean, I'm not l trying to glorify the wrestling that I did do. I mean, don't get me wrong. We I worked in a in a couple of half decent places that this guy I worked for would rent, and he'd bring in some name talent just so that he could make himself enough money to bankroll the next 500 mud shows so you know I mean I'm not glorifying I, I, but I'm just saying I'm not a backyard guy he would poke fun you know that I was just to, to see me get riled up and see me get in there in the ring and work harder and, and make sure everything was perfect everything every snap was perfect we didn't we didn't discuss his past. I didn't ask. I felt if, you know, he wanted to tell me about it or tell us about it, he would tell us about it. He told us, you know, a few things that he'd the he took a lot of drugs and he'd made that mistake. And he, he fucked over all of his all these friends and family over drugs. He told us that. But we were we certainly weren't gonna push. He was being decent to us. He was treating us decently. He was, you know. 
we could come out to the ring anytime we wanted. And we did. We we did a lot. But by the time I got done talking to him and hung up and went back to my wife working with the aprons and I, I told her what was going on, she uh, she said, well, I'm just going to keep working. You guys hopefully will straighten this out. Within the next hour, the show was over. Everyone had backed out. Everyone was done and everyone was gone. I don't blame them. I'm not angry at any of them. I'm not hurt or upset. I don't blame them one bit. They didn't know just like I didn't know. And if my advertising that I created caused any of them a problem, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I I did anything on social media to connect you to this event. You know, if it caused you any grief or any harm or any frustration, I'm sorry. I created the the all the media posts. I created the 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 poster. I created the the video. If that caused you grief, if that caused you problems, I'm sorry. I I really am. I I thought I was doing the right thing. I thought I was promoting a show that we were all going to get to do and enjoy, and it it was going to mean something and. It had had some, some future for me. I'm not going to get on here and I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to condemn Jason Nash. Not. I, I can't. I know everybody would like for me to. And I imagine. I can't believe that this would get me blackballed. But it might. People might want nothing to do with me. But I know the guy never mistreated me. He never mistreated anybody in front of me. He solemnly swore to God that he had changed and that he would. I always saw him as changed. I can't hate him. I can't. I didn't. He didn't do anything to me. I, I, I can't. I don't know. You know, he says the story's not like it. It was in the paper. It's not like that. It wasn't like that. I just know. That this guy took a shot on me and was gonna give me a chance. And he felt like or he had hoped that his past had gone far enough in the past that he could build a new future. He was wrong. He he was really wrong. It's not far enough in the past, as we quickly found out. But that's genuinely who he was. He he really was a guy trying to redeem himself from his past. That's what he presented to all of us. That's what he presented to me. That's the way he acted. Like he was trying to rebuild his life. Now, you know, I I'm in a position now where I, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go from here. Sure, I'm going to keep doing the podcast. This this show's going to keep happening. Because I love Texas wrestling. I love wrestling. And I, lo- I, I love and appreciate everybody that was involved with the show. I love Miranda Gordy. I, I love Niles. I love Dexter and, and Nova and Angel Camacho. I, I'm really sorry if this affected them in any way. I love Johnny Blade. I love all of them. And T-Ray. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if this inconvenienced anything that I did inconvenienced their life or their career because I connected to them to this show through social media. I thought I was doing my job and doing the right thing. But I do love and I appreciate Texas wrestling and this show's going to keep happening. I'm going to keep doing this show. Keep telling y'all which shows y'all need to go see and trying to interview the best talent I can possibly find, you know, that's out there and and keep you guys apprised of all of that and the the top news and information. But I I, I don't know where I go from here in professional wrestling, in, in the pro wrestling world. The whole thing started out, I just wanted 
to to be involved in Christian wrestling. That was it. That was all I wanted to do. I wanted to eventually build a, a great Christian wrestling promotion. That was all I wanted to do. That was how the whole thing started. And then I, I felt like I wanted to be a manager. I, I want. I, I felt like I could do that. I, I'm. You know. I I could wrestle a little bit. I could get thrown around by the guys. I could be that manager that. You know, the fans are willing to pay to see him get his butt kicked because they are so sick of that annoying guy. I felt like I could have been that guy. And now I'm I'm in a place where I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I'm not going to give up. I'm, I'm not going to stop trying. I've come too far. I've worked way too hard. I've sacrificed a lot. I almost killed myself in the ring for this so I can't stop I can't walk away a second time not really not completely <sighs> somehow I, I, I feel like I need to be a part I, I felt like I, I need to do what I set out to do in the first place I feel like no matter you know what else I have to to do or put up with that I, I I need to push through this and find a way to do you know what I felt like the Lord was pushing me to do in the first place um unfortunately you know Jason has shut down completely he's selling the ring so there will be no local promotion here for me to 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 wrestle in there will be no ring for me to use um more than anything else this whole thing i i feel dirty i feel really dirty i'm a christian and i believe that people can change and i believe that people make mistakes and and people can grow from that. And it scares me that maybe we're it built a we've built a world that you can't do that. Where nothing is forgivable. You can't come back from anything. But what does that say for any of us? I feel dirty because yeah. The whole situation feels dirty, feels nasty. It makes me hurt for everybody involved. Everybody involved in the original case. I feel bad for, for all the families involved in the original case. I feel bad for all the wrestlers and all the talent and all, all the young students that will never get a shot now. I feel bad for anybody that I, I, I told about this. I, I feel like I caused a lot of this because I started this in a lot of ways. And unfortunately, I still feel like it's just like there's more bad going to come from it. And it, it hurts and it feels dirty. It feels nasty all over. But the one thing I know is that the show will not go on. This show will go on, but wrestling, Texas All-Pro Wrestling will not go on. There will be no more Texas All-Pro Wrestling. Jason Nash has folded completely and is back out of professional wrestling. Of course, to the celebration of many. And of course, you know, it... I really wish in a lot of ways that Jason had have spoke out and and said some things, you know, and maybe defended himself at least a little and and, and said, look, I, you know, it was a long time ago. I was taking all those drugs. It was like literally Jekyll and Hyde. I was a different person. I was a different guy. 
And believe me, when people are deep in drugs and taking a lot of drugs, they really can be different people. And I, I wish he'd have said that. So at least he could have said that. At least that could have been out there. So it just didn't look like he was just a one side. It was all a one side. Oh, he's completely a pedophile for sure. Because I never saw anything like that. I never heard anything like that. Yeah, if I'd have heard something like that, we probably wouldn't be having this conversation. Things probably would have been different. A lot of things would have been different, I imagine. I don't know how, but I know it would have been different. That's for sure. Things definitely would have been different. I don't know where I'd have gone or what I'd have done from there, but something would have happened. I probably would have had to deal with it because unfortunately that's just the way it is. You, you know, you got to do what you got to do to take care of yourself first, take care of your family first. So above all, you know, I want everybody who's been jumping on the bandwagon of hate to don't hate the talent, don't hate the students, don't hate any of us that were involved. We They didn't know. I didn't know, but if you want to hate me, hate me. Because I started the crap, I guess. Hate me. But don't hate the talent that, that was involved. Don't hate the students. Don't don't hate on them. Don't call them stupid. Don't for for getting involved with him. They didn't know. His credentials were actually legitimate. He did. They didn't know about his past. In the end, I, I'm gonna pray for everybody involved. I mean, I'm I'm gonna pray for everybody involved. I'm gonna pray for Jason Nash. I'm going to pray for everybody that was involved in the court case. I'm going to pray for every talent that was involved. I'm going to pray for every student that was involved. Because that's all I can do now. It's just pray for everybody. And now i got to turn my focus back on my family and, and figure out where I go from here. And I hope I can report something back to y'all. But more than anything else, I'll be back next week to report what shows to listen to, what shows to watch, where you guys need to pack up the car and go watch some good wrestling because there's still lots of good wrestling. Even when bad stuff like this happens, there's still so much good stuff happening out there and so many good people involved in wrestling. So there's a lot of good still. Even when this kind of thing happens, trust me, guys, there's lots of good. The Lord is blessing us with some good wrestling and some good folks. So don't let this hinder you. I'm not. I'm not going to let it slow me down or stop me. And the show's going to keep keep going for me. One way or the other. It may have ended for some people and, and things may have gone wrong and nasty and and ugly, but it's going to keep going for me somehow, some way. I, uh, I can only say that I appreciate everybody involved. And the forum is, is still open. And it's going to be open if anybody else that was involved in this situation, any of the other talent, Anybody wants to come on and talk about it, this forum's open. I'll, I'll bring, be happy to bring you on and let you talk about it and let you get your fact out and your truth out. Because sometimes, you know, I mean, we don't have nothing else but that. And, uh, you know, our love for this, this, this crazy business this crazy sport that we all have found ourselves pulled towards and drawn to. I don't know what more to say. 
other than stay tuned next week. We're going to come back and talk about all the shows. We're going to talk about everything that went down at SWE this weekend with Big Cass and Enzo. They're Dean's, by the way, for those of you who uh, don't know. You need to go to that show. Um, hopefully, we'll get some interviews going next week. And uh, I hope we don't have to report anything nasty or anything bad ever again. I, I hope I don't have to do another show like this. I'll probably never do another show like this because I'll probably never find my way back in the wrestling ring again. I imagine. I imagine that that was pretty much my only shot. And it pretty much came to a, a uh, unceremonious, explosive end. So uh, I feel that was probably it. That was my one opportunity. I had to talk about this. I had to get it off my heart. Because it hurts. All of this hurts. I'm angry. I'm angry at a lot of people. A lot of people involved. A lot of people who knew and didn't say anything. I'm not so angry I would just go and cuss them out. But you know how you feel it on the inside. You're just a little hurt and just a little angry. And I'm just a little hurt and just a little angry. I can't blame him for not telling me who wants to bring dredge up the nastiest parts of their past but you st it still hurts a little you know you, you you get over it but you just you you got to move on and and we're going to move on I'm going to move on even if I can't move back on back in the ring I'm going to bring you guys every little bit of information about every little, every little possible show that I can and about every possible young prospective or fantastic great Texas talent we got. That's what I'm going to do. That's the only thing I can do from here on in. So uh, I want to thank everybody for listening to the show. I want to thank everybody for helping me through my wrestling journey to this point. Even if it this is the end. I want to thank everybody. God bless you. Thank you. I love you. Thank you. And uh, all I can say is come back to the show. We'll be in a much better mood. I'll be going over what go what's going on with uh Texas wrestling on television on YouTube um we'll talk about what happened with SWE we'll talk about every wrestling promotion we can I can find to talk for us to talk about that's what we're going to talk about because it it's going to make me feel better and I hope it makes you feel better so uh thank you Good night and God bless.